Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your two hosts of this show. I'm, of course, joined by my illustrious co-host, former Kansas Jayhawk, Super Bowl 50 champion, former yes, Denver Bronco, Chris Harris Jr. Chris, congrats on the big win, man. Rock chalk. Yes, sir. Let's go. How you feeling after that big win, yes, man? Sir. Man, my voice is almost gone, man. So luckily, you know, I had to get some hot tea this morning, you know, uh, get myself energized, you know, because screaming so much at the game. And it, and it was raining. It was, you know, cold, you know, man. So, but it was such a, a great game. And shout out to them Jayhawks, man, getting the upset. And shout out to the Broncos, man, pulling off an upset, you know, uh, you know, seeing those Missouri side. Because, you know, it's a lot of Chiefs fans that went to Missouri. And, you know, yeah. Kansas, we hate the Tigers. So, you know, it was great to see them upset, you know, Chiefs getting beat by the Broncos, you know. And Mahomes just taking a pounded, man. It was just a great weekend. Boy, it was certainly one of those games that reminded me of uh, the 2015-2016 Broncos team. Just that, that defense has absolutely come alive. The streak is yeah. over. It's done. The Kansas City Chiefs will not beat the Denver Broncos 17 times in a row. 16? Maybe. That's where it ends. But... Yeah. They will not beat them again this season. They got to wait till next year. Unless we see them in the playoffs, still a possibility. That would make for a good matchup. Yeah. But welcome to the show. We are going to recap the Broncos and Chiefs game. We're going to talk about winners, losers, and we're going to cover the NFL trade deadline because today, Chris, it's Halloween. It's time for the spooks to come out. It's time for the ghouls to come out. And man, the trade deadline had a lot of scares and a lot of screams, especially in the NFC West. We'll get to it. But first, a message from our yeah. sponsors. The last of the major pro sports league kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With the World Series, NFL, and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to the Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Chris, we are going to start with this Broncos win the streak is over. Broncos win 24 to 9. This was not only I mean this this game was full of firsts. It really was. The whole leading up to it was Patrick Mahomes is sick. He has the flu. Are we going to get a Jordan game? You know, that was kind of the conversation going into the game. But man, the Broncos defense came ready to play. They handed Patrick Mahomes his first uh, division road loss in his career. They handed him his first loss to the Broncos in his career. And this was the first time he hasn't thrown a touchdown in a game, I think in his entire career as well. So 
this was a this was a historic game for the Denver Bronco defense, and I don't think it's being talked about enough. The turnaround of this defense, going from giving up seventy points in a game to holding the Chiefs to no touchdowns in the same season, unheard of. What did you see from the Denver Broncos defense yeah. on Sunday that that just transformed yeah. the the trajectory of this season? Yeah. Man, maybe we got to start uh, really investigating, you know, how good Baron Browning is, right? Yeah. Maybe his impact is just bigger than what we expected, right? Because um, seeing us getting that pressure, Mahomes, was, you know, felt uncomfortable. I uh, felt like VJ had some great designs, right? They, you got to give Coach VJ some credit because he was showing pressures, uh, dropping us back in some zone coverages. Um, you know, um, showing different looks, showing zone, then bringing the, the uh, outside linebackers, bringing the the wheel linebacker. So, I mean, I, it was a great total team effort, you know, being able to have the uh, secondary playing solid, you know, being able to pick yeah. pick off Mahomes. I think, did we get him twice? You know, yeah, Justin got one, and then McMillan got one. So being able to shut him down. You know, and um, that's what you got to do. We shouldn't respect the Chiefs receivers. There's no Tyreek Hills out there. Right. Right. There's no, there's nobody that scares you anymore on the Chiefs receivers. Kelsey might not even scare a lot of guys anymore. Right. He shouldn't scare you. If you have a Justin Simmons, right, uh, Travis Kelsey shouldn't scare you. Yeah. Right. So I don't think we fear anybody on their offense anymore. So I think uh, we should be dominant versus the Chiefs on the defensive side. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when Vic was the head coach and uh, they had a great game. I mean, it really a solid game against Patrick Mahomes. Granted, they didn't get the win, but they, they kind of made him look human uh, because at the time he mm-hmm. was just, you know, rolling through teams and Vic's defense kind of the, the phrase was Vic Fangio laid out the blueprint on how to beat Patrick Mahomes. And that was the whole thing going into the Super Bowl as well was, you know, Tampa Bay is going to kind of use a similar uh, game plan to what the Broncos used against uh, the Kansas city chiefs. And we saw it work. And now it almost feels like Vance Joseph kind of put out his own blueprint on how to beat the Kansas city chiefs. You, You play good, solid defense against these wide receivers. I mean, shout out to Fabian Moreau, man. He had a fantastic game. Yeah. Josie Jewell had a fantastic game. He was a guy that a lot of people thought was going to get moved at the trade deadline today. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but he had himself a great game. Um, you know, Jaquan McMillan, shout out to him as well. Fantastic game. Yeah. It's his first interception. Justin Simmons comes away with another pick against Patrick Mahomes. What's new? Uh, but yeah. this was a total team effort, Chris, from start to finish. The offense, though, this it's becoming a, a bit of a concern because even though they, they did a good job uh, limiting the turnovers, Russ still took way too many sacks. Uh, it, and one of those sacks was very detrimental, the, the strip sack. And then, I mean, you had him just missing receivers. You had him holding on to the ball too long and the offense really relied yeah. heavily on the run, which is fantastic but you need that full balance. And I feel like if they even get up to 75% of what they could be doing, this is a completely different ball game. We're talking about a much bigger score than just 24, but man, what a game. 
I, I want to talk about special teams, though, because this turned out to be a huge special teams pl- uh, game for both sides. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City has the blocked field goal. Uh, Kansas City is also forced to kick three field goals in the red zone because they're stopped by the Denver defense. And then that muffed punt, that muffed punt by Nicole Hardman. Welcome back. Welcome yeah. back. <laughs> Welcome back, brother. For him, and then the <laughs> so. next week he's giving the Broncos the ball at the 10 yard line. Um, you know, Chris, I, I special teams is, is often widely uh, unappreciated. It, it, it really is that third phase of the game that just a lot of people just don't seem to care about but clearly in this game it made a huge difference uh can you kind of speak to how special teams in this game changed the whole momentum of uh of this matchup with the chiefs especially division games you know in these tight tight games that you know it's going to be huge uh for field position and the Broncos have always been on the bad side of field position you know i think the first game Russell's field position all started in, you know, in the 10 yard line. Right. So this time we finally got some lucky bounces to where, you know, Russ can get some great field position, uh, right. To be able to help him, you know, put points on the board. Um, And, you know, this game was, it was going to be a tough game, you know, both fronts because, you know, you had the weather going on. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, I think they had some, uh, some weather, weather going on up there. So uh, those type of games, you're going to have more running in it but uh that's kind of the formula i think that's that we're gonna have to take and that's been the formula of russell wilson's career like if we just want to be real um having a great run game right um and and playing great defense and capitalizing off of what the defense has been able to do so that's the formula i think and it was great. It was like Mahomes is just on the sideline. I think he touched the ball one time in the third quarter. Yeah. Right? Which was keep away. Play keep away, man. And that's only because we can work better on third downs, uh, you know, be able to move the chains a little bit, run the ball efficiently, right? Um, And, you know, that's how you'd be able to beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Much more efficient on third down in this game. Uh, I got to hand it to Sean Payton. His play calling these last couple weeks has been a lot better, especially within the red zone. And then on those third down situations, you know, I got scared. I got scared one time. Yeah. I saw I saw them come out, and I think it was uh, it was that twenty two personnel uh, with the heavy set, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's third and one. Their offset eye. Th- this is a fullback handoff to Michael Burton." Yeah, and and it wasn't. It wasn't. I was so happy. I was, I was absolutely <laughs> elated. I was like, "Oh my god, we we finally didn't do a changed it up." On <laughs> Um, but you know, I mean, shout out to Sean Payton. Uh, there were a couple times in this game where, you know, he made some gambles, uh, you know, which is normal. You're going to make gambles in an NFL game. And, and, uh, there were some that he lost on and some that he won on, but man, it, I mean, his play calling within the red zone was awesome. The, the touchdown to Sutton, uh, was great. Yeah. That was great by Russ. I saw some people talk about, yeah. oh, Russ could have just run that ball in. Absolutely not. He was getting smacked by 54. Uh, the second that he crossed the uh, line of scrimmage, but him finding court in the back of the end zone and that play to Judy on the uh, deep cross uh, through the back of the end zone, finding him in the corner was awesome. Uh, Javante's touchdown, the the little screen play that again, this is just great design yep. by Sean Payton um, being, and then Russell Wilson being able to execute. That's what you need. 
Do you need Russell Wilson to throw no. for 300 yards every game? Absolutely not. Nah. And yeah. I, I think that Sean Payton is kind of showing that now. Uh, what, what did you think of Russell's performance in this game uh, as we head into yeah. winners and losers? Well, of course you got to congratulate him. Uh, no picks, uh, three touchdowns. You know, we'll still take that, you know, regardless of the yards. Um, and, you know, uh, he has to be up there around, you know, uh, pretty solid in the league on touchdowns on the season. So um, to, when Russ doesn't have turnovers and he plays within himself, he doesn't try to do too much. Uh, I think like I think um, the O-line, you know, um, being able to protect him a little bit better, you'll say, you know, he's hey, holding the ball hey, a little bit we'll, longer. We'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, but I, I think uh, we, he just has to play within himself, you know, Coach Payton. Um, don't, don't, you know, give him his shots. You know, Russ still wants to take a couple – let him take the uh, ball uh, down the field a couple of times, but uh, try to play, keep him within himself, run the football. And like I said, man, if we can get Williams 20 touches, uh, that's usually going to uh, give us a, give us a win, man, because he, he he's always giving, giving us positive yardage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that big shot to Judy downfield, I mean, that was a change. That was a change from everything that we've seen this season. We haven't really seen him try to take yeah. those deep shots to, to Judy. It's more been – you know, he'll take that occasional deep shot to Mims, but we didn't really see Mims yeah. a whole lot in this game. Um, Corlin made some big catches, catches too, man. Oh, Corlin's been balling. We just got to give Corlin's coming back. He's playing solid. And hey, man, he's having quietly having a solid year, man. He is that one catch that he had. I think it was over. I think it was over Reed. Can't remember if it was Reed or not, but man, where he caught the ball yeah. over his helmet. He, Come on. I mean, yeah, we, we got to remember how big this guy is. That's a big dude. And his hands have yeah. to be massive because the way he's holding on to that ball. And, and I mean, we saw it in the first Kansas City game when he had that touchdown and he's got the ball one handed and he yeah. has it completely secured. And he and he pulls that thing in. He is balling right now. And we have that's to what separates the elites. Right. Yeah. Like. Can only thing with Corlin is. You know, he was a – I would say he was a high 50-50 guy. Like, yeah. you know, if you throw it up, he's going to go up and get it. Like, a Dez Bryant, right? But, you know, that kind of – he kind of started losing a lot of those. You know, he started losing way more than what um, he was winning on those 50-50 balls. But now we're starting to see him get those – he's starting to win more of those. And that's what you got. You got to have a guy like that, right? He, he has to be a Megatron, a DT. You know, you got to have a guy that can win some – 50-50 balls in the league because every team has a solid DBs, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to have good guys. At least two. You got to be able to win. Can And you're a freak athlete, bro. We need you to win those 50-50 balls like you've been winning lately. And um, that's been the success, man. That's how that's how you get a lot of touchdowns now. Yeah. Even if he didn't – I mean, he only had, uh, I think, like 30-some yards or less than 30 yards receiving in this game but that touchdown was huge and those catches that he had were huge and the pis as well this is something that you know it, we continue to see with him i think he's second in he's the second most uh interfered with receiver in the nfl yep. since he's come in and it, that's incredible yep. because on third, yeah. oh my gosh on, on third yep. down on third down and and i think we saw it in this game too there was a i think it was third and two or third and three uh Spagnolo showed pressure and Russ just immediately looked towards Cortland. And I think that's when he got the PI call. Uh, but he just threw yep. it up to that's to like Cortland. hidden yardage. 
Exactly. So it's like uh, as the more that Russ trusts Cortland Sutton and the more that he is is able to uh, see him as that weapon, the better this offense is going to be. And Chris, that's going to segue us into uh, before we get into winners and losers of this game. Well, actually, no, let's go over winners and losers of this game because we'll save the trade deadline talk uh, for after this. Chris, our first winner of this game is a guy that playing in his second game of the season. And it's against the Kansas city chiefs at home snow game streak on the line. Baron Browning. I almost swore so loud because I cannot talk enough about this guy. He had himself a Von Miller esque game. The way that he was creating pressure, the way that he was getting his jumps off, uh, the sack dance, the sack dance alone is enough for a Vaughn comparison uh, by itself. But, I mean, huge plays, uh, especially down the stretch. What did you see from Barron in his second game back? I mean, we're going to get two sacks and get forced fumbles, you know, off my homes. I don't think people realize how hard it it is to get the ball off my homes in the pocket, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, so to be able to get that force fumble, that's huge. Uh, I think the Chiefs definitely felt him, and you know, uh, tackles don't really they don't really know how to block this guy yet. They don't know if he's fast. They don't know if he's how strong he is. They're kind of questioning themselves um, on this guy right now. So, uh, if I'm him, I'm trying to throw something new every week. So they can't get a jump on me. Uh, and I think he's, I mean, he's definitely showing that uh, he's been that missing piece that we needed, you know, to yeah. set this defense to, to the next level. Absolutely. And I think with Randy Gregory, you know, early on in the season, and then also with Frank Clark, you know, you you bring in Frank Clark because he's a veteran. Um, you know, his postseason resume is very good. Um, but just didn't feel like he fit, didn't feel like he fit with the locker room. And then Randy Gregory, you know, last year had a good start and then gets hurt. And then he tries to come in this year and and he's just not playing well. So they send him off and now it's the youth movement. Now it's just Benito Cooper, uh, Baron coming back. Like this is huge for them. And, and this was exactly what they needed. You need the, the explosiveness. You need that speed. And you're not getting that from Randy Gregory or Frank Clark right now. And and Sean mm-hmm. Payton likes to run that kind of 4-3 base. Uh, and I, I could see Frank Clark fitting that more. I could see Randy Gregory fitting that more. But with these young cats, man, they're playing so well. You just got to let them play. Let them figure it out. And, and they're doing a lot of good things. Benito this season has been awesome. And they used Vance Joseph used him in a lot of creative ways on Sunday too. used him as a spy, uh, brought him in on stunts. Uh, I had him set the edge on a couple of plays. So th- this is a great way for them to kind of grow into the NFL and, and be able to make plays when it matters most. Our second winner, Chris, and speaking of young guys, another guy, Jaquan McMillan with a huge interception. He made a, a few big plays on Sunday yeah. that were really eye-opening that tackle of Jet McKinnon on third and short, uh, getting a, a loss of, of three yards and forcing them to kick. That's yeah. a huge play. That was a big brain play. Uh, picking off Mahomes sank back with Travis Kelsey. Mahomes was staring at him the whole way. 
Jaquan just read his eyes and jumped in front of the pass. He gets his yeah. first career interception. Uh, as a nickel corner yourself, what did you see that you liked from Jaquan? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think um, we've been saying that he's he's been solid, man. Um, yeah. He's got – I think he's definitely improving every week. Looks like he's getting a little bit more comfortable every week and understanding what Coach Joseph and them um, want are asking him to do. Uh, I think uh, he's definitely uh, aggressive. He, he's a guy that can tackle. Um, he probably played some safety in college. He probably looks like he looked like he probably played a little safety, you know. Um, so the way that he tackles, um, uh, he's been solid in coverage. And uh, I think right now, um, you know, continue to let him have that spot. Let him see if he can, can continue to grow and uh, be able to um, um, play right there with um, um, Sertan. Let's see if he can play outside too. You never know. You never know. So um, let's – because uh, I don't think he's very small. I think he has a pretty solid size. And uh, But I think right now, man, uh, this that, this kid is definitely showing that he has potential to um, play in this league. Man, I, I think they should just save 25 for the slot corners. I, I think that that has to be the thing. You know, let the guys have their have their numbers if they want. But, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're a good slot corner in Denver, you should be able to have that 2-5. That should be uh, one of those, you know, the, the pass down – generational things for the Denver Broncos. Uh, our last winner, Chris, uh, this dude, I mean, he just seems to be a magnet to the ball every time they play Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he has picked off Mahomes more than any other player in the NFL. And speaking of, no player – say what's up to the cat. Uh, no player in the <laughs> NFL has, has recorded more interceptions uh, since 2016 – then our third winner, Justin Simmons. He had himself a game, another great game against the Chiefs. Chris, talk to us a little bit about what you saw yes, from sir. Justin on Sunday. Yes, sir. Well, Mahomes has always been very careless with his shots and things like that, right? So yeah. guys just don't catch him, right? You got to yeah. be able to catch him, man. And Justin, you know, he's a great center fielder. He's great at uh, catching those deep balls and going to high point the ball at the highest point in the air. And he's doing that better than anybody in the league right now. So um, he catches Mahomes slipping every time. And because he know, you know Mahomes is going to throw it up there. He's going to give you a chance to get some picks. So Justin, hey, he's going to take advantage of that every time. So until Mahomes learns to be, um, you know, uh, less careless with the ball down the field, and guys start making them pay like Justin, um, then he'll stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to hear the uh, mic'd up after that interception. I know, you know, Patrick probably had some words for for Justin again, uh, like he did after the last time. But uh, that is going to do it for our winners. On to our losers here, Chris. And, you know, I we were talking before the show, and we really only had one loser. But I know you have two. So I'm going to go with, our first loser of the game, Russell Wilson. Look, yes, he threw three touchdowns. Fantastic. He had 114 passing yards. Great. Not ideal. Great. Okay. The sacks that he took, just unfor like honestly, unforgivable for me. Sacks that you shouldn't be taking in, in an NFL football game. He's holding on to the ball too long, but that's Russell Wilson's game. That's Russ's game. He's waiting for something to happen. But they're like that strip sack 
from Karlaftis. You just avoided the guy. He's still in your line of sight. Get rid of the ball or take off running. It's really not that complicated. And I, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in the, in the film room with Sean Payton as he's ripping Russ a new one for that exact play because that was ridiculous. It's absolutely asinine. There's no reason that you should be taking five, six sacks in a game that close. It was 14 to nine. And you're taking a sack like that and letting the ball go back to the Chiefs. That was the perfect opportunity for them to go down and score and potentially go up by three before the half. I mean, it just, yeah, just not a great game from Russ. So, what it, well, I'm going to put some on the O-line, you know. Okay. I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. to get my O-line, you know, giving up six sacks. I think – I don't even – I mean, we ain't even talking about how many times he was hit. So, yeah. uh, pressure. So, uh, you you know, uh, Russ does want to hold the ball and make that little dynamic play, you know, outside the pocket, that wild play that he loves – that he's searching for, right? But that this wasn't the game, you know. You got to get the ball out fast. You know, the Chiefs have a great D-line, you know, and um, they're coming. So uh, we we got to be able to complete some more of those big plays, you know. And uh, I think the defense really closed this game, right? That's what it was. The defense closed this game, gave us great solid uh, field position. Because um, second half, it wasn't like we just went out there and just did, just went crazy really offensively, right? No. Our second half offense has been, you know, nothing it's the been, whole it's year. It's been lackluster. It's been it's yes, non-existent yeah. in all, the second half of the season. All season. They, so uh, they, that, would, that would be my knack, man. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah, They gave up 12 pressures, okay? Gave up 12 pressures. Garrett Bowles gave up one sack. Uh, it, they – PFF – only only credited the Broncos offensive line with two of those sacks. That's it. Mm. Two. Two. So they four the rest? Uh l- let me see. Yeah, it, I mean, they- it was um let's see. Yeah, they yeah, they're giving him those sacks. Those those are on him. Six sacks, and they credit two of them to the offensive line. So four of those sacks mm. are on Russ. And and I mean that's that's Ooh. what I'm talking about. You can't sorry, do that sorry, again. sorry, yeah, yeah. You owe you owe them a big apology, but you know what? It, like, you're still not wrong. Like, it, 12 sacks is still that's way too many. Uh, Garrett Bowles gave up yeah. four, Mike McGlinchey gave up three, but hey, what's new? Quinn Miners gave up three, and Ben Powers gave up two pressures. Um, which Ben Powers has been super consistent. Going against Chris Jones, you know. But so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the other the thing. Best tackle in the league. Yeah, him and, and Chris AD. Jones had a good yeah. game, but he did not yeah. have a, a Chris Jones game. Right. He didn't Chris. wreck the game. He didn't wreck the no. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, shout out to Lloyd Cushenberry, though, because that dude has gotten so much better. He was the highest graded pass blocker on the Broncos offensive line. 84 a grade of 84.0 36 pass sets zero pressures zero hurries zero hits zero sacks kudos to lloyd cushionberry yes sir zach Dreef. but chris we only have a little bit of time left so let's talk about let's talk about today it's halloween the trade deadline rumors were swirling is jerry judy going to be traded is josie jewel going to be traded because they just called up ben neiman from the practice squad 
Is, uh, is Alex Singleton on the move? Is Pat Sertan actually going to get traded? Guess what? None of them. None of them are gone. But I do have this for you, Chris. And, and I, really hope that you, uh, I really hope that you enjoy this because this is going <laughs> to be this is going to be fun for you. Look at that. <laughs> the Broncos have not traded Jerry Judy. And that is the way that it should be. I think after the game that he had and, you know, his trend going up, going up after this game in the last couple games, I think that you, you don't move on from a guy like Judy. You, you try to see what you can do. You've still got next year. If you want to trade him next year, trade him next year. But if you're going in, they seen with that. they seen Judy in practice. Oh, right? yeah. They see this guy; he's killing them. He has to be killing them every day. So they're like, "Now nah, we just can't. You can't give up." I'm telling you, what I say, you cannot give up weapons now. When we no. finally have them on offense, we got to be able to keep them. Right? We know we made a mistake with with Russ, right? But we gotta we gotta ride with Russ now. That's just what it is now. So yeah. uh, we gotta we gotta live and die with him. So that's just yeah. – uh, it's good to be able to keep some of the pieces. Um, I think on the defensive side, um, they're really – I don't think they had a lot of trade, you know, no. market value. And I think we kind of overhyped the the, the the trade deadline a little bit. Yeah. Probably Judy might have had some, you know, uh, probably yeah. had some looks. Um, but other than that, I don't think it was probably too – they weren't getting too many calls. No, and uh, there were teams – Per this is per Mike Kliss, um, out there in Denver and per Benjamin Albright as well. Uh, teams did call on Justin Simmons. The Eagles did call on Justin Simmons. Asking price was too yeah. high, so they pivoted to Kevin Byard. Uh, there were teams that did call on Josie Jewell. Uh, I feel like if they traded Jewell, that would have been detrimental to the locker room. Would not have been good. Um, they did have an offer for Jerry Judy. That did not turn into anything apparently their asking price was too hot excuse me too high outside of that no one's moved no one's gone that's fine there were some other names around the nfl that were moved chase young and montez sweat both of the pass rushers in washington they're shipped out sweat goes to chicago for a second round pick chase young goes to san francisco for a third round pick that was absolutely crazy that's a fleece and then uh, the Packers traded Rasul Douglas. How many D line? How many D line does the down Forty Nineers need to have? Let's see. They got like, Bosa, come on now, you Young, need... Gregory, and at least four other guys. I mean, th- this—that's a stack. Hargrave. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kinlaw, arms. Do they still have Armstead or any of those guys? Tinlaw, they have him. Uh, I'm trying to think. That, that I just don't understand how many D line is. How many guys do they have, man? They're cheating up front. I know. know, Uh, I would love to sit there. (laughs) Leonard Williams goes to the Seahawks for a second. uh, That's a good pickup. In a a fifth round pick, I believe. Um, That that is a good pickup for Seattle. That's a good pickup. That 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 would have been a good pick for us. To be able to have Leonard Williams and Zach Allen up front. That would have just put us on another level defense. Yeah, man. I wish we, yeah, we could have looked into that. You look at how you look at how Dexter Lawrence is playing alongside of Leonard Williams. They're balling out together, man. Um, and then Ezra Cleveland, uh, uh, Ezra Cleveland is traded from Minnesota 
to Jacksonville. And then Joshua Dobbs goes from starting one game for the Arizona Cardinals to being benched by Jonathan Gannon to being traded to the Vikings. So Kirk Cousins done for the year, yeah. torn Achilles. Uh, they bring in Josh Dobbs. I thought they were going to go get Jameis Winston. Guess not. Um, and uh, and Jalen Johnson, who did Jameis getting trade. paid, man. Hey, hey, Jameis I'll let Jameis take over for Derek Carr any day, any day. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'll bring him in Denver next year. Bring him in. Get it one year. He's gonna throw it. I'm telling you, he's gonna let it go. Hey. Hey, you know what? Yeah. We're going to be eating. He deserves meat. a shot. He deserves a shot somewhere. He deserves what? a shot to be able to play, give a chance I to honest, start somewhere. I, I think he's, he could be starting for the Jets. It's a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. Well, I so I honestly thought that when the Broncos were in the market for a backup quarterback, that Jameis was going to be one of those names that was thrown out there because he had his statistically his best season with Sean Payton before – the ACL tear. So it was like, it, yeah. it just looks like a match made in heaven. Um, so maybe next year, maybe not, but yes, the sir. big one, Chris Jalen Johnson, who requested a trade out of Chicago, he is not traded at all. He's staying in Chicago and he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Do you think that that would have been something the Broncos to tick, kick a tire on because Chicago needs receivers. The Broncos need another cornerback across from Sertan Seems like that would have been a good match. Yeah, I think the Broncos are looking at it as in a couple of years, they're going to have to pay Sertan sooner or later. So, um, and you know, Johnson's probably looking for a new deal. And um, so, so I think the Bears will probably tag him at the end of the year if they can't get a trade for him, uh, see him as a tag candidate because he, he's going to get paid in the offseason. He's solid corner, but he already has a couple picks this season. So uh, I wish we could have looked at Douglas, man. You know, that would have been a nice – a guy that's already got a nice – he's already paid. You know, he's already in a deal. And being able to match him up with Sertan and then McMillan, and then I mean, dang. Yeah. I mean, you know, Send play the fourth, you know, or be able to run. I mean, I mean, that would have been real nice, you know. So, but uh, I think I think they're liking Monroe right now. And let's see what yeah. – let's see how they play finish out the year. Well, we are going to have our we, – we don't have a, a week nine preview because the Broncos are on a bye this week, Chris. We're off. We yes, have sir. no game preview, but we still do have a show coming up on Thursday featuring a special guest, Matt McChesney from 0 to 60. He is going to join the show. He's going to break it down. He's got a new show with Believe. Can't wait to have him on. He's going to bring the fire, the juice. We're going to talk about some college football. Maybe we'll talk about those Jayhawks. Uh, but – Going to be a great discussion. Can't wait to see him. Uh, make sure that you're following us. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Coyote, at Believe Network. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. One more time, Chris. I'm just going to show this because I think it is so beautiful. <laughs> I wonder Broncos how many in- comments you got. Uh, you can see they, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's quite a few. Uh, but you know what, Chris? Uh, I am going to see you on Thursday for our show. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to be putting up full episodes. You can catch our Eric Decker episode over there. That is a great, great episode. Can't wait to have him back on. Yes, sir. And Broncos country, until next time, let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.